visiting with our Shap of the Week, Santiago Noyola, senior quarterback. And Santiago, your story is obviously known in the field house here, but I don't think a lot of people truly understand that when you get the opportunity to go into a game, it's it's a little bit more special. But let's go ahead and start at the beginning and kind of work your way to Westlake. How did you meet Coach Dodge? Well, I came to a summer camp he has, the Todd Dodge quarterback wide receiver camp, um, in the summer of my seventh grade year. It was really special to me uh, to be a part of uh, a big camp here in the United States, especially in Texas, because I know that high school football is obviously a big deal here in Texas. So it was really awesome to participate. After the camp, I got one of the uh, blue shirts or whatever, and, and it was really special to me. So what does he say to you when you're you're in between your seventh and eighth grade year, you live in Monterey, Mexico, so you're not even you know living in the United States at that time. You're just south of the border. You come across the border to come to the camp, and Coach Dodge says what to you after he sees you perform. I talked to him about possibly moving to, to Texas to play high school football, and I talked to him about moving to Westlake, and he said he would be glad to have me join the program. And, you know, that was really uh, inspiring to me and and was a big reason we decided to make the move. You have dual citizenship. Your mom is American and your father is Mexican. And that is how you're able to kind of establish residency on both sides of, of the border. It's unique because I think a lot of people have it in their mind that that's hard to do that uh, going through the process of moving from Mexico to Texas, even though it's a short freeway trip, it is still pretty difficult. What was your experience as you remember it coming here before your sophomore season? I remember it as being quick, as a matter of fact, because we only made, or I only made one trip with a U-Haul and all our stuff there, and, and I only made one trip from, from Monterey to Austin. And we had we'd been renting a house uh, that summer. We had everything, all the furniture, all the appliances, everything uh, in the U-Haul, and we made the trip. And you know, when we got got to the house here, we unloaded all the stuff. It took took a while, four or five days to have everything, but it was really fun and really awesome experience. So does Westlake kind of feel like home now to you? It has some things that feel like home. I mean, after living in a place for 15, 16 years, it still feels a little bit foreign to me. You know, sometimes people mention a restaurant uh, that I haven't gone to, and I can't really relate that much. But other times, you know, teammates take me to those places, and that's that's what I really enjoy about being a part of the Westlake football team, is that, you know, you have people that are so open and so willing to take you with them that that it's really really fun experiences come out of this program. And we've talked to Bobby Duncombe about this. We've talked to Sage Luther about this. We've talked to a number of players that either are representing family members that had high-profile athletes. In the quarterback room, it's Kirkland Michaud. His dad, Mike, played here. He's, he's a legacy. You start thinking about how long this journey of football from you know Pop Warner all the way to now... And, I, and I'm always interested in how those lifelong Westlake guys welcome in people that have transferred in because you're not the first and you won't be the last guys that have made the decision. Even Bobby Duncombe was a guy that possibly would have gone to school somewhere else had his parents not you know, made the decision to move to Westlake. It's really interesting how those ties bind. How has that been for you? What's been the welcome wagon since, since your arrival before your sophomore year? I noticed how tight-knit the Westlake group is, and you know, you have families that live here their whole lives. For example, like the Mangum family. I mean, his dad was a quarterback here, and, and his brother played here, and he plays here, and he broke the receiving record. So, you know, it's like a storybook family, and, and that's really incredible, because I've loved football for my whole life, basically, and, and it's really cool to be a part of one of those storybook programs. On the topic of how, how they include me, they include everybody. Really, Kirkland and, and Mason and Coker and all those guys that have grown up here, 
they're really inclusive. They really care about all the team, all the teammates that they have. Senior night was a special night because, you know, when you get into the game, that means things have gone well. Coach Dodge says this pretty much every week. If you ever want to know how valued the attack team players are or how valued the entire roster is, the twos and the threes, as he would put it, watch when one of them makes a play late in the game. Watch one of them when they get a first down or make a catch or return a punt. The starters are going absolutely crazy. So I take you back to Anderson. You have the ball. You need six, and you get seven. And it might seem like a meaningless seven-yard gain, but it was a seven-yard game for a first down. There's a couple things that we've known as really the benchmark of Westlake football in 2019. If Santiago Noyola is in the game and in victory formation, things have gone really well for Westlake. Take us through that moment. You know, a seven-yard run, not necessarily everybody's meaningful stat of the game, but certainly meaningful for you. It might not have been everyone's favorite play, but it was definitely mine. <laughs> it was really, really amazing to, to get up and see all my teammates, you know, getting loud, cheering for me. And it was really like time froze there on, near the sideline, you know. Fortunately, I was able to run towards our sideline and, and, you know, everybody showed that they cared, you know. They were really passionate about that as well. The quarterback room has been rich in history with Westlake. Obviously, recently with Sam Ellinger, Taylor Anderson. Now you have you know Kirkland Michaud, Drew Willoughby, Cade Klubnick, yourself. I think you might be able to help the one that can really speak to how Coach Dodge is in the quarterback room. I think a lot of people understand him from afar. You know his ability to be a head coach. You know the the high profile position, the athletic director, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think a lot of people truly understand how he is to the quarterback room and how much of a coach he is. You know, sometimes when you're the head coach, you're kind of the CEO of a program. You're not really as hands-on, but with you guys, he's very much hands-on. So when you walk into a meeting with Coach Dodge, it really makes you feel at home. It's, it's weird to say it, but he, he has a way, he has a knack of getting a whole group of people towards one goal. Like every day before practice officially starts, right after PAT field goal, he gets us all together and he, he motivates us you know, to work hard for the next hour and a half, two hours, whatever it may be. We really are all striving towards one common goal, which is to win on Friday night. And, and that's what he's able to do to the team as a whole. But to the quarterback room specifically, I think he just has an answer for everything. And as quarterbacks, you know, we have a lot of questions. What do we do if the defensive end does this? What do we do if the corner bails? What do we do if the corner squats, you know? And he always has an answer. Most of our plays, most of our designs, he always has something we can do. We never feel helpless, so to speak. And that's got to feel like a, a security blanket, not in that, hey, the adult in the room has your back. That's kind of a given. But the adult in the room has been you. He's been a high school quarterback. He's been a college quarterback. He's been a quarterback's coach. He's been a head coach. He understands it a little bit more than the next person. For me, I always hear that perspective. He has not lost that sharpness. Do you think like he could probably, if given your physical ability or given you know Kirkland or, or Cade's or, or Drew's physical ability right now, that he'd be able to go in and play quarterback. Yeah, I think I think he still wants to a little bit. <laughs> he still has that itch. Yeah, he still has that itch. He throws uh, routes versus air with us sometimes. He throws pat and go pretty much every day with us, and he definitely would know where to go with the football. How's and, the How's the wing when when he does it? I mean, are you you stand back and go? He might have been able to spin it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think something else that 
the perspective helps them do is is understand you know like as players we're going to make mistakes everybody everybody makes a mistake but he's been there too and he's made mistakes and and he's learned from them and he can help us learn from mistakes quicker than than people who haven't been there yet that's i think a big reason why he's such a great coach and i think also it's it's guiding you to understand what you want to do with the rest of your life and i think you've already kind of made a decision that you know you love football you like being a player but you might have a coaching career is that something that you're looking forward to i am very much so during the spring last year i broke my hand and and during that time you know i was away from the game of football at least physically playing it for around seven to eight weeks and and it was a big deal because you know it, it had been a part of my daily life for two years here at westlake and about eight years in mexico so it was it was a huge deal not being able to to play it, especially in time as critical as spring ball, you know. And I had a meeting with him, I think it was close to the spring game, where we talked about, you know, my future and colleges I wanted to apply to and what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. He gave me a lot of guidance and gave me possible opportunities or, you know, ideas of what I could do still in the realm of football, but not necessarily playing it. So many people at this time of their life you know, being a senior in high school, you're applying to colleges, you have this expectation that you know exactly what you want to do, and the truth of the matter is, you really don't. You don't know what is going to excite you two to three years from now. You have no idea where your passion is going to be. But finding football from Monterey, Mexico, to Austin, Texas, to Westlake, you know, if I'm looking at a college transcript and Westlake football is on that transcript, you know, whether it's an application, any, any essay that you might turn in, I'm automatically changing my opinion of this applicant. I'm already have got this idea. Does it feel like sometimes that Westlake football could be an entry into a resume at some point as far as what you've learned, not only here at the school, obviously, in, in the classroom, but in this program as far as it preparing you for life after high school? Definitely. I think Westlake teaches kids, you know, young adults, several of the values that you need to lead a successful adult life. Unselfishness is a big big part of the Westlake football program and it doesn't get talked about a lot because everyone wants to talk about all the showy players and stuff but it really comes down to people caring for a goal over themselves and their own personal success. As we talk to Santiago Noyola, Shap of the Week, quarterback for the Westlake Chaparrales, how do you get ready for a game mentally? You know, preparing yourself, obviously your job is a little bit different than the other quarterbacks. How do you prepare yourself for Friday night? Uh, I care a lot about other people during during game day because you know I know I know my role, but uh, I want other people to be successful. Because if other people, if my teammates are successful, then that means that we are successful as a team. So I check up on teammates, check up on the quarterback room, make sure everyone's focused. It doesn't happen often, but if anyone has a question about stuff, I'm I'm there to answer it. I just try to be positive with everyone in the locker room, make sure they're ready to play. And Santiago, I, I see you during pregame warm-ups. You're not messing around. Uh, you know, I think that's part of the mystique of the Westlake quarterback room is if you're Bowie or if you're Anderson and you're looking across some pregame warm-ups and you're watching four quarterbacks all doing the same thing, all doing routes on air, you don't really know who the starter is, you know, when you think about it because all of you are producing at that high level. How does that help you in the classroom? Well, we take a lot of pride in pregame warm-up. Uh, we always try to go for zero incompletions across the board. So, yeah, it's it's big across the quarterback room and obviously I don't want to be the man out so I want to be you know as efficient as everybody else in the classroom it takes a lot of work to to get success and especially taking AP classes those higher level courses it takes a lot of studying out of school and with football already being a part of you know extracurricular activities you need to find that time and you need to really be responsible about getting all your work done on time how good a fantasy football player are you 
I'm, I'd say I'm pretty good. Yeah. How many How many teams do you have right now? Right now, I have, I have four teams that I regularly. So you're check the on. general manager of four fantasy football teams. <laughs> yes. How in the world do you keep them straight? I have two on ESPN and two on NFL, so that's that's how I kind of divide my my programs, so to speak. I have one with Monterey friends and one with uh, friends here from Westlake, so I try to keep those more competitive. I don't know. I, I check on games. I'm always there Sundays watching every game I can, and it's. it's Super fun for me being able to manage a team or four teams. Playing fantasy football is more about the relationships that you're able to maintain. And it's really cool to hear that you're able to maintain relationships with the people that you grew up with in Monterey. How big is that that family in Monterey for you? Obviously, you're away from them for the majority of the time. But as a final thought, Santiago, that has to be a big part of your culture and appreciation for where you are as a Westlake football player. When I share videos or highlight tapes, for example, last year I made a JV highlight reel uh, of all our plays uh, we made. I was fortunate enough to have Ryan Lindley on that team, and he, he <laughs> was not a JV football player. He was, I, I was able to share that with them, and, and you know they were all asking me questions. I mean, how'd it go? After every Friday, I get at least one or two texts from friends saying, how'd it go? And I know they're busy on Friday and, you know, they have other stuff to worry about. But, but the fact that they're asking about how our game went really makes me smile a little bit every Friday night. He's Santiago Noyola, our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks so much.